Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with them. It could cost you your life. You can reach Mark at LegalDocPrepNotary.com. All right, guys, welcome to another episode, episode seven of the Notary Ninja Show. And today, I guess we're going to talk about uh, something we probably should have talked about a while ago, uh, how to start a notary business. And um, there's the short answer, and then there's the long answer. Um, the shorter answer would be if you went out and got my course, you'd know exactly how to start one, but um, you may not be doing that just yet. So let's talk about a notary business and let's talk about what's under the, uh, if there's a big notary pie and there's different slices of it, let's talk about what is in that notary pie, uh, the different elements of it. Now, um, for starters to start a notary business, you're going to have different tiers of income that you can make based on the service you offer and the qualifications and the skill level you have. So starting with the very basics right at the very beginning, you have a notary commission, right? You get a notary stamp. And uh, I'm going to tell you that if you go to my main business website, my business is Noble Notary Legal Document Preparers. And my main business website is Legal Doc Prep Notary. Now, if you go to our website, uh, number one, you can see how our business operates. You can see exactly what it is we do and how our business is structured. But if you go to our blog section, our blog page, which is called Noble Notions Blog, because they're my noble notions, um, you'll find a ton of resources. I've got tons of stuff. I have a um, one blog I did is a list of all 50 states and where to get your state handbook or you know the training manual the pdf manual you can just uh, some of them are links just to instant download uh, most of them are links to instant download i should say there are a couple that require you to purchase them but i've already scouted out where the cheapest ones were the best deals to get are and there you probably have a link that you can just go to to pick that up so I would say with starting a business, one, if you're already commissioned, good, step one's done. If not, step one is go to that blog page that is the notary handbook for your state, get your handbook, read it so that you know what you're getting into. Um, it's pretty easy to be a notary. Uh, and um, it's pretty easy to get your training and get your commission in most states require very, very little to very no training and they're very low cost. Uh, some states aren't. California and New York uh, and I think Hawaii, a couple of them like that, there's a few more hoops to jump through. Actually, I think Ohio as well. Um, a few more hoops to go through, but most states really easy to get a notary commission. And if you are offering uh, initially, let's just say general notary work, people come to your house or wherever it is you might be for different papers to be authenticated uh, or signed, then you would take your seal that you would get, you know, they put one of the supplies you'd order. Also, I have a link to where to get the best deals on notary supplies on my site, but 
um, you would uh, fix your seal on that and charge whatever the appropriate fees are based on your uh, you know based on your governance now um, again most states have they have a fee some have no minimum fees you can charge whatever you want but um, most of them have a fee structure and it's usually just revolving around that general notary concept meaning that if there's anything more like travel involved or any other services that would go with that you could charge more so that, again that's where that skill level comes in so step one notary commission uh step two would be um you're going to have to get the message out there about your services um, and obviously that's a whole there's a conversations within conversations about getting the message out there social media uh, google business listings google business profiles a website um but uh so step two would be let's say we, we want to level up mobile notary offering mobile notary services is a great um next step so this is going to require you to have that rubber stamp and have a set of wheels which most people do so if you've got a car and a, and a car and a commission <laughs> Uh, you can be, uh, you know, notary seals on wheels, basically, and you will charge a traveling fee to meet your clients and do notary work for them. So pretty cool. Uh, that uh, we do an awful lot of that in our business. Um, it's great. It's fast cash, easy money. Um, so you're going to end up when you do that kind of thing. You're going to find yourself in. Um, Hospitals, uh, assisted living facilities, those are common because the people are jails, people basically places where they're confined. Uh, they definitely need a mobile notary. Um, and then some people do it out of convenience. Uh, our business is located in Port Orange, Florida, and it is um, it's pretty fluent. We're in a fluent neighborhood. Uh, so we have people, for example, that we have a fly-in community right across the street from our community. And, uh, so people who own their own airplanes, um, don't go running around to UPS stores looking for a notary. Okay. They, you come to me and sign my paperwork and I'll pay the bill because my time is precious. So that's how they operate. Uh, and then, um, so that would be level two is mobile notary services. Now we go into, from there we can go into several other things, a next step and a common step. And I like to make sure that we're perfectly clear on these, that these are different things, but the next thing you could do is become a signing agent or a closing agent. Now, closing agents that have done this for a while, we just call it being a closing agent, um, but it has, been repackaged that title has been repackaged and it even confuses some people but it's been repackaged under different names there is um, a guy whose name rhymes with shark gills that packages it as a loan signing agent and then there's the national notary association that packages it as a notary signing agent uh, and they are all closing agents they are all trainings that are designed to teach you how to understand or familiarize yourself with loan documents which um or real estate closings which are not really that complicated um 
So that's another piece of the pie. And with uh, that, you, you, you're going to want to get signing agent certification. Do you need it? No. Let's, uh, so let me give you an example of need versus um, want or market perception. Um, if uh, the, the, the title companies that you would market to and attorneys and stuff, they could probably care less whether or not you have a signing agent certification, whether you're a certified signing agent. Uh, they more or less care that you are a competent notary public. Uh, so if you're marketing right to them, which most people aren't initially, you don't need the NNA or any kind of signing agent credential per se. You just need to be familiar with what the documents are and what you're doing with them. Um, and so there's going to be some study involved uh, if you're going to brand yourself as a closing agent. But you don't necessarily need that training. Now, having said that, there are a lot of services that function as a middleman between either the title company or the lender or the realtor and you. And so think of them like a headhunter. And they have already made these connections and they are in the business of those connections. And we actually, our business is a little bit of that ourselves. We have uh, generate our own documents that we need notaries for. And we also have a lot of title connections that we could use other notaries for. So, <clears throat> but most of those companies that do that, these signing services, as they call them, um, will have, uh, they take a fee, they take a heavy cut. Sometimes it's a really large cut. It's a majority cut. Sometimes it's an insulting cut, but they take a cut of what your, what your closing cost would be or what your closing fee would be and they keep it and then of course they give you the job and then you get the other half if you do the job well now these companies pretty much all of them are going to require errors and omissions insurance and pretty much all of them are going to require that uh, the national notary associations the nna's nsa notary signing agent certification they're going to require that as well as a background check. Um, even though your state may require a background check already or may have already done fingerprints on you, they are going to require that. So the National Notary has convinced uh, a lot of people that their credentialing is, the, is what trumps everything. And um, that's not necessarily the case. The training's good. Uh, it isn't gonna do anything for giving you uh, the business, you still have to go out and generate the business. You still have to find all those signing services and market to all those title companies. But you now have this uh, cred quote unquote credential that has some perceived value to some people, mainly to signing services. So that's why the NNA kind of pains me personally to have to recommend them because I'm not really a fan of them uh, really at all. Um, I feel like for the services they overcharge uh, for notary supplies they overcharge for insurances like you know insurance they overcharge so i feel like they're a little pricey and then a little lousy on the customer service end um they're not real good about uh you know incredibly long wait wait times if you're on the phone with them but starting out you probably if you're going to take that other piece of the pie that is signing agent you probably have just about no choice but to go with them um 
I relate this to my background as a nurse. So uh, obviously before I started a business was an entrepreneur, I was working as a nurse, a critical care nurse. Now, the uh, in the medical field, they have these, similarly, they have a, there's a credentialing body called the American Heart Association. You may have heard of them. And they teach CPR. Now, anybody can learn CPR anywhere. And once you've learned CPR and you've done it, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, you're probably not going to forget CPR. So to have to have, to be mandated to get this annual credential from a company that charges you and does little else but overcharge you for stuff that you already know is a little ridiculous, okay? And then they've created something of a monopoly to where nobody else can really come in and kind of compete with them. So I have a problem with that, but that's signing agent. So moving up, another thing under this or in this notary pie, as we'll call it, that you can offer is what's called apostille services. What in the heck is an apostille? Gosh, I don't even know myself. Um, just kidding. An apostille is uh, your work or notary work or any other kind of document that may not need notarization. I'm giving you a simplification here too. So don't send me some hate mail saying you didn't go into the A's, B's, and C's of apostilles. I'm giving you the broad strokes here. Um, so the apostille is a document that you would send off to either your secretary of state or another state's secretary of state based on what the, the where the document originated from and you would send that to the secretary of state and they would authenticate it and send it back uh, and in some cases federal apostille so for example people who are going into another country that other country may want to know that they've got a clean fbi background check simple enough you can get an fbi background check for 20 bucks right with fingerprints and right, we're gonna come to that we're gonna go to fingerprints next but um so opportunity there, an opportunity to sell somebody fingerprints and apostilles. But um, so you may, um, so they may have their fingerprints done, but now those fingerprints th that are done by the FBI, oddly enough, these other countries aren't going to accept them at face value. They need a federal apostille from the US Department of State. So then it has to go to Washington, I don't know. I mean, I've done them I don't know, somewhere. Anyway, there's a, a form you fill out and you send them in. So that is a service that you can charge just to facilitate this because most people have no idea what the right place to send what document is. More than likely the document needs some kind of notarization like a copy certification. Um, sometimes they don't, birth certificates don't. Um, you know, certain things don't, but anything with a clerk or court seal on it or whatever probably already wouldn't. But, and there's a list of those things. I'm not gonna go into that right now, but so that is something that has a high markup. It's very quick to turn around. I actually did before starting the show today, I actually just did an apostille. People walked in to my office and they were out in 15 minutes and you know put a couple hundred bucks in my pocket real easy. And of course they had no idea what to do or what, how, how the whole process worked. So they're extremely grateful and that seemed like a very nominal fee to them. You can imagine you don't have to do this too many times in a day for that to add up really quickly. Um, so the next thing that you can do under a notary umbrella is fingerprinting, um, specifically ink card fingerprinting. Now we do live scan um, and that involves, it involves some equipment and some overhead. So I always tell people don't jump right into that. Uh, first build your business, build your brand, get your Google site up, get some clientele uh, and some visibility. Then as that starts to work, 
start looking at the equipment like live scan equipment. Um, so the but regular ink card fingerprints, you can get an ink card kit for like a hundred bucks um, on Amazon and with the FBI card and roll prints. How do you learn how to roll them? You There's people who have fingerprint courses. I have a fingerprint course. I actually teach fingerprinting in our notary course, but you can learn to do fingerprinting by practice. That's how you practice. You, you do them wrong until you do them right. Um, you practice on your friends and uh, you get the ink pads and you get the placeholder that you would put your um, ink cards in and uh, placeholder looks like this and just a little thing that you slip the card in and then you would roll their prints on that and if you made a mistake on it you can if you smudged one you can do one retab which is a sticker you would put over it to redo it crazy thing is is most places to do fingerprinting don't really require a whole lot of certification or anything uh, in florida if you're doing live scan you will want to get hooked up with the fdle you don't have to but you would want your live scan device registered with them because they're going to be giving you business um, but you don't have to uh, as far as just offering fingerprints, pretty much anybody anywhere can just start offering them. Um, so there's something that falls under what I would call that uh, notary that notary pie um, because it's adjacent. It's just it's very similar. People are going to odds are use one or the other. So for example, somebody may actually come to you and you'll charge them fifty bucks, whatever to do, or if you go to them a hundred bucks to do their fingerprints, it takes a few minutes. And that may be for an FBI background check, and then they may be getting that background check because they're wanting to go to another country. And uh, and I'm not talking about go to another country. I'm talking about like stay at another country for an extended period of time. You can go there on your passport, but if you want to stay there for a period of time, they'll place these requirements on you or fine you very heavily. So that is why people are having these done. But odds are if they're doing that, they're going to need that federal apostille. And if you offer that service, they're going to come right back to you for it. So there's that. Um, another thing that uh, you can do under this um, notary is, is, is wedding officiant. It's one of my uh, favorite things to do uh, is marry people. Now, some states you can't do it as a notary, but you can do it as an ordained minister. And guess what? You can take an ordained minister class online for 60 bucks and be an ordained minister. And then you can still do it. Okay. In Florida. And a lot of other states, no, you can just, as a notary, you can marry people. And if you're like, ah, I'm not, I'm afraid to get in front of people. I'm afraid of that. Let me ease your, let me put your mind at ease real quick. Most of them I've done, and I've done, I can't even count how many. Most of them that I've done are total shotgun on the spot. Meaning they literally, I could have met them anywhere. They, they were like, hey, I've got this piece of paper and uh, we want to get married. So they really just want you to do, stand there and do the vows and in Florida, for example, there is a cap on that, what I can charge. But if I say, hey, I tell you what, let's make it a little more romantic. Let's go down to the gazebo in, in, you know, at the park down by the lake or the river, and I'll do it right there real quick and then charge them 200 bucks. It sounds like a great idea to them, okay? They're excited. This sounds like a great idea to them. And it was just, a, it takes you a few minutes to do. You'll be done with it in 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops, and have that, uh, and have that you can charge that fee for it so um and that's pretty much what i charge about 200 dollars for a wedding efficient gig the majority of them like i said are very very small venues very shotgun i've done some big ones and some fancy ones and 
you know, I've done them on the beach and, and wherever else, but the majority of them are quick, fast, and in a hurry, last minute notice, and you can make a decent, you can make, you can make decent, uh, fast cash off of that. So that should be something that uh, if you were starting a notary business, you should have under your radar, or at least give it a serious consideration. Don't be so dismissive of that. Uh, and then moving on, let's see, you can, uh, so if you're, you know, we're tearing up and we talked, we talked about, uh, the signing agent, mobile notary, uh, the next thing that you can offer uh, services that you could offer would be like credit repair services. And this is essentially pulling people's credit reports, looking for defects in them, legitimate ones, not lies. Okay. You're looking for things that are legitimate mistakes or that can be legitimately disputed. And then you're giving them the dispute forms to send in and then you after you provide that service you charge so the important thing about credit repairs you can't charge service up front okay you can charge service on the back end um, now what you can do on the front end is say i don't do any credit repair but what i can do is sell you the right forms the dispute letter forms that you want uh, so that's another option you can have um, but uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can create a credit repair business uh, model where it's perfectly legal and it has a high markup. You just have to know the those laws. You have to know the 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 FICO laws and the FICO score, and you have to so you have to know those things. You have to know, like I just said, that you don't you can't charge anything up front. You can only charge after services are rendered. Um, and but services rendered could be pulling a credit report. Okay, for example, if you come over and you say, yeah, "I want my credit report pulled," and I pull your credit report, and I go, "All right, well, this is my fee for pulling your credit report." Uh, and helping you do an analysis to breaking it down and looking at what might be something questionable. All right, so there's that. Uh, again, in high demand, um, a lot of people have messed up credit. Uh, interesting thing is, is that you can create a network of, of uh, other entrepreneurs that you're working with that will refer you, that will refer people to you. For example, uh, you're going to be, if you're doing loan closings, if you're a signing agent, you're going to already have a lot of connections as um, a signing agent with lenders. You'll start developing a lot of connections. And if those lenders know that you also do credit repair, a lot of lenders actually do it themselves, but the ones that don't could end up, if they had a client they couldn't get approved, they could be referring them to you. And then of course you referring them back to them to get their loan. You see how that works? Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. So that is just another um, aspect of this that you can look into. And another one that you can do is legal document preparation. Obviously the name of my business is Noble Notary and Legal Document Repairs. We do legal document preparation and I talk about it extensively in some of our blogs to uh, kind of what that entails and the legalities of it, because for some people it's extremely strange and foreign and um, they hear that and they think, oh, you're you're practicing your unauthorized practice of law. No, it's not. It's 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 very well defined what you can do and can't do. And what you can't do is you can't give legal advice. Now, this also varies just like your notary stamp and just like the notary laws, legal document preparation, it varies from state to state. I know the most flexible states on legal document preparation are Arizona, California, North Carolina, and Florida. I'm in Florida. Florida is very flexible with it. Um, 
very little training. You don't really need any training, but you need to know what you're doing because you're not going to be doing anybody any favors unless you have an understanding of the products and services that you're offering. Uh, but the short takeaway is, is that you don't offer people legal advice. You can give them information that's readily available and you can provide them both forms necessary and you can put their information in those forms as they request and they will pay for that. People will pay for that because they don't want to hassle with it. Okay. And this ends up being a very, for us, a very lucrative business model. Again, we're in Florida. We don't practice law. We don't do unauthorized practice of law. We actually have attorneys that ask us to do some of these documents for their clients. Basically in lieu of a paralegal, we would be doing it for them for a flat fee that they're going to turn around and basically sell those same forms to their client at an upcharge that happens too. Um, so there is, um, so that's legal document preparation and there is a whole plethora of different things you can do in the, under the scope of legal document preparation. Uh, you can basically find your niche within the niche, so to say, um, uh, one example would be in this, I believe you can do just about everywhere is bankruptcy. So bankruptcy, assisting people with bankruptcy filing. Now I don't do them. Uh, the reason I don't do them is because there's a cap on what you can charge and those forms that there's a lot of forms there to go over. So for me, it seems like it's not as worth my time expenditure as some of the other things are that are in just as high a demand or higher demand. So these are some things you can do when you're starting your notary business. You can figure out what spectrum you want to come in at, what services you want to offer, and then you go out there and put yourself out there. Marketing is, like I said, a whole nother animal, but you'd start with Google and then spread yourself out from there. Website, Google, make some connections. It can be as simple as going around and marketing to title companies, which I'm not a fan of and I don't think works very well. But, or it can be as complex as sending out um, email campaigns or sending out direct mail campaigns um, or getting your hands on those signing services, getting the NNA credential and then getting, your, getting a hold of all those different signing services and hooking up with them. And now you will be in business. You'll be in business the second you have a notary commission and a Google listing. Your phone will actually start ringing as soon as that happens. And then from there, it's business strategy. You know, it's leveling up. But that is starting a notary business in a nutshell. Like I said, hit our site up, legal.prepnotary.com. I've got, if you look at our blog page, I've just got tons of stuff that I've uh, wrote articles on just the, the various different those different pieces of that pie. And I've also got resources that you can access, viable resources you can access. And obviously, if you don't know or you didn't hear me at the beginning, we have a course. We have a course called Notary Prosperity Academy. That's our course. Um, when we built that course, we designed it with the, with the sole intention of doing exactly what no other notary course is doing. And no other notary course is elaborating on all those other hustles. Um, or elaborating extensively on the marketing and brand promotion side of it. Most of them are kind of solely fixated around loans, which is a horrible idea. Uh, having a loan signing agent business only is a horrible business model, okay? Um, having a notary business and being a notary entrepreneur is a great idea in any political climate and in, in, in any financial climate, any economic climate, it's a great idea because you're going to offer 
uh, something for everyone in every season of life. Okay, guys, that is it for today. Thank you for listening to the Notary Ninja Show. We will see you next week.